Some fans are already having receiver FOMO and Christian Watson has only just gotten back on the field. Plus, what is this offensive line going to look like? We got hints over the last few days at practice. Plus, what can the Packers get out of these joint practices with the New Orleans Saints? All of that coming up. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone that makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. I want to start today with something that I referenced yesterday, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to have to talk about it. But I'm seeing it every day on Twitter. I'm seeing it and hearing it on talk radio. I guess I'm not seeing it on talk radio. I'm hearing it, but I'm seeing it as a topic on talk radio on Twitter. And it is the Packer fans who are already annoyed with the players the Packers didn't take in this most recent draft. You want to go back a year, two years, three years, four years and be annoyed about the players the Packers didn't take? Feel free. We've seen these guys play We have a track record of what it looks like for them to be in real, meaningful NFL games. And in the case of some of the Packers draft picks, um, not, right? Jamon Moore, uh, Oren Burks, who couldn't couldn't figure out a way to get on the field. Josh Jackson, who, I mean, is he even still in the NFL right now? Is he in the USFL? Who even knows? Do you know? I, I totally understand that impulse. But when right now, the only thing we have is like 15 or 20 preseason snaps and some training camp video. That's the thing that is making people go, I wish I had that. Why? For what? Let's start with, let's start here. Romeo Dobbs has been as good as any of those guys. We don't get to see it because the Packers have as a team anachronistic rules around media and even I mean it would be one thing if if they said okay everyone at practice you cannot take these videos and post them and then they went out and posted the hype videos the Romeo Dobbs incredible um toe tap back corner of the end zone touchdown or the Al Lazard leaping grab, or the terrific pass breakup by Eric Stokes, or Jair Alexander just being Jair Alexander. It'd be one thing if the Packers did that. Hype videos, no, they don't do it. But teams like Indianapolis with the Colts, the Steelers with George Pickens, they're at least putting these videos out there of these guys making these wild plays in practice in addition to having less stringent media rules. So this is a a media age issue too, where, okay, if I didn't see the video, it doesn't exist. If I can't share the clip, it didn't happen. 
even if it's in a tweet, I can share the tweet, but I need to see it for myself because then I can analyze it myself. But it is a case of, well, out of sight, out of mind versus, oh, now I see. And, and it, it changes the gravity of the same information. You, you read it in a tweet or you see it in an article or you hear me say it, that's one thing. You get to see a clip of it, it changes everything. And, and from that standpoint, I totally understand where you are coming from, if that is you. If I'm talking about you, I get it. I get it because the access to information is different. What I'm trying to say is relax, relax. It's okay. Romeo Dobbs has been good. He's been as good as anyone else we've heard about the Alec Pierce's and the George Pickens is the guys that the Packers could have taken instead of Christian Watson. It's okay. And Christian Watson, by the way, back out on the field, making plays, made a big play yesterday. Aaron Rodgers force-feeding Big Bob Tunyon and Christian Watson some reps because they need it. I'm excited to see if those guys do some individual work, some one-on-ones. Do they get a chance? I doubt it, by the way. I, I very much doubt it. But let's see them on the field. Let's see them play. Christian Watson has not even played. Romeo Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs is as good as, in terms of his highlights, are as good as the Alec Pierce's and... The, the George Pickens is. I saw a, a great video from Nate Tice about Alec Pierce in the red zone getting off press coverage to get over the top. How about Romeo Dobbs getting off press coverage on a slot fade on fourth down for a touchdown? You win with press with your hands, but you win first with your feet. And he's able to get vertical, create some separation, and Jordan Love feathers in a perfect throw for a touchdown. Those highlights, he has been as impressive as anything else we've seen. And we haven't even seen Christian Watson play, Christian Watson being the more physically gifted football player. That's the crazy part of this. And so if, if you want to dig back into, go find my, my podcast from after the second round. I did not like the trade-up precisely because I thought they could have waited, maybe given up less draft capital and just taken George Pickens. Clearly, clearly, they felt like there was a gap between Watson and everyone else. Now, whether or not that turns out to be right is another issue, and we'll save that for another day. But what the Packers have is a player that we haven't really had the chance to see. It's also easy to forget that Watson was flashing in OTAs and minicamp, and that's minicamp with Aaron Rodgers. He was making the big plays, and in fact, he was the one that was getting fans excited, not Romeo Dobbs. You have to go back and find, you know, like I think there were some Ryan Wood tweets in OTAs about how he was having a really good camp, but like that's really it. The, the Romeo Dobbs hype machine didn't really start in earnest until training camp. Before that, it was the Christian Watson hype machine. Now, not hype machine to the same level. And part of that is because there's no video. We didn't get to see it. We didn't get to see him on family night. We got to see Romeo Dobbs on family night. We got to see Romeo Dobbs against the 49ers. We get to use our eyes and make assessments for ourselves. We get to see the highlights. 
We get to see that he's consistently open. That's all really good stuff. So have the foresight to understand that this is a process. And you have this player who looks like he's a good player, Romeo Dobbs. We'll see what the ceiling is there. But you also have this incredibly talented player in Christian Watson, who we haven't really had the chance to actually see play football. He is a very gifted football player. Now, if he goes out there and is bad, okay, fine. Then have FOMO. And by the same token, I get it because you're seeing the clips. You're seeing Alec Pierce. You're seeing Jordan, You're seeing these guys. Go out and do stuff. Jalen Tolbert, starting for the Cowboys. And it's easy to be like, well, this is going to set Christian Watson back. And it probably is, by the way. He's probably going to be less, well, he's definitely going to be less ready than he would have otherwise been. But maybe he's going to be so unprepared that he will have to play, actually play later than we thought. That he will actually be an impact player even later than we thought. But remember, go back to the spring, when I said... I think Christian Watson long-term is the better player. Romeo Dobbs is the better player in year one. Now, I said Romeo Dobbs because man, we didn't know how to pronounce his name. That's how far we've come. But just remember, Christian Watson is the more physically gifted player. He is a very, he's incredibly smart, and he has been Jason Vrabel's shadow at camp. Constantly engaged. What's the adjustment? What do I, what do you see here? What's the route? Like, he has been doing the mental things that you have to do above and beyond to the point that it's being noted almost every day and trying to keep himself as engaged as he possibly can. He's putting in the work. Remember the deal with Rashawn Gary. Christian Watson is that kind of athlete and a sort of all-time, you know, 1% of 1% athlete, size, speed, Athletes like that are just rare, rare, rare. Rashawn Gary, same way. And what Mike Smith, the outside linebackers coach at the time, would say is, give me talent and work ethic and I will bring you a good player. Christian Watson, incredibly talented, wants it, works hard. Now, does he, is, it, is he as easily memeable as George Pickens? No. Does he have that dog in him the same way? Is he going to like stalk block, push, shove a guy to the ground and have the clip go viral? Probably not, though he will block. He had to block in college. That was part of the deal. They ran a run first offense. You have to block. Just give it time. He has not missed out on any opportunities to actually help the Packers win or lose games yet. And unless and until that happens... R-E-L-A-X. All right, we're going to talk about this offensive line coming up here in just a second. Before we do, let's talk about our pals at Athletic Greens. This is a product that you can use every day, that I use every day. I take their vitamin D every day because it's good for me. And I like to do things that are good for my body. As I get older, I find that I have to do more to take care of my body than I used to. Is that my favorite thing? No, but guess what? Athletic Greens makes it easy with AG1. One scoop of AG1, you get 75 vitamins, minerals, whole, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. That starts your day on the right foot. 
I told you before, helped with my stomach, my gut health. It's all in there and and I need it to be easy because I, I have an alarm to take my vitamins every day and I still don't do it because I'm busy or I'm, I'm whatever. This is an easy thing. Start your day, bang, done. Do something good for your body with AG1 and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is gonna give you one free year of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I take the vitamin D every day. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's almost the start of the NFL season. My favorite time of year. Air's getting a little colder. Had to put on jeans the other day. You can tell it's football season. And if you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why I recommend Elias Game Plan the app. This is the only sports app with the most trusted name in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau, the official statistician of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, of all U.S. Pro Sports League, including the NFL. The app is your one-stop source for player news, league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy teams, or just impressing your friends. Elias is a name that I have always trusted. When I see a stat and I see the Elias Sports Bureau next to it, I know I can take that stat to the bank. If you're going to bet, why not use the stat that you can take to the bank? Hello, take my advice. Download the Elias Game Plan app today with new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level NFL season right around the corner, so don't wait. Find Elias Game Plan in the App Store or the Play Store today. So we're seeing some of this play out in real time. The shifting around with the offensive line. And I mentioned this yesterday in our show with Elton Jenkins. Well, we finally got to see Elton Jenkins on the field, right tackle. Yash Nyman at left tackle, Elton Jenkins at right tackle. This is probably your week one group. You had John Runyon Jr. at left guard, Royce Newman at right guard, Josh Myers is your center. There are three positions that I am... 90% 90% sure are going to be opening day starters. Elton Jenkins, Yash Nyman, Josh Myers. That's your three for sure. This Zach Tom rotating in at, at left guard thing is interesting. It's possible they think he's a better pass protector than John Runyon Jr. So you put that guy at the left spot and then you let JRJ and Royce Newman compete for that right guard spot. That could be what they're thinking. They, they want to put the best five out there. Okay, great. Give Zach Tom that opportunity. I'd also like to see him compete at right tackle or right guard, by the way, because I think JRJ has clearly been the better player. And the Packers, by the way, agreed with me because it was Lucas Patrick taking Royce Newman's job in the playoffs, not John Runyon Jr. So why this is happening now, I'm not exactly sure. But also remember last year, Royce Newman took John Runyon's job, presumed a job, And then John Runyon took Lucas Patrick's job when Lucas Patrick was hurt, which moved Lucas Patrick to the bench. Then Lucas Patrick had to play center because Josh Myers got hurt. There was this whole trickle-down effect here. But Royce Newman was the one that got replaced in the playoffs, not JRJ. So why is this happening now exactly? I'm I'm not sure. We have to trust that whatever they're seeing behind the scenes is is playing out on the field and that they're going to put those guys out there. 
Justice Mosqueda, friend of the podcast, uh, wrote Fracking Packing Company yesterday that the Packers must feel comfortable with their left tackle situation with Yash Nyman. I'd like to build on that idea because I think that's right because they could have come in and signed someone. They could have, knowing David Bakhtiari is not going to be ready, already brought in a veteran to come in and compete at the left or right side. They probably knew Alan Jenkins was getting close, and so to start training camp, they know that. So it doesn't have to be a right tackle. There aren't that many left tackles out there who can come in and, and give you better than Yash Nyman can. So maybe they just said, well, we have the best option in-house. Remember last year, and the Packers were asked about it a number of times over the course of the season. Are you changing the way you play offense because you want to change the way you play offense? Or are you changing the way you play offense because of the injuries at the offensive line? And, and Matt LaFleur was equivocating. And Aaron Rodgers would equivocate. And they would dissemble. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the year, and it might have even been in the offseason, we finally got the, yeah, it was because we were concerned about the offensive line questions. And Rodgers is getting the ball out hurry which is great. We hope he continues to do that. It's what helped Tom Brady last year. Um, It's what is presumably going to help Tom Brady this year behind what is clearly a worse offensive line than he had last year. You have to be able to adjust on the fly. If you are comfortable, though, with Yash at that spot, then you have to be comfortable enough to let him play. You have to be comfortable enough to say he is the guy that we want to play that we think is better than the options that are available to the team. And as such, the offense is the offense. This is what is going to be run. And it's not going to be based on having to protect Nyman. That has to be the way this goes because if you feel like you have to protect him, then you should go get a veteran. Now, are there that many guys out there? No, but Riley Reef was out there. Someone like Brian Bulaga is still out there. Elton Jenkins could certainly play left tackle. Yash Nyman could certainly play right tackle. Left tackle presumably is the more important spot because it is Aaron Rodgers' blind side. The last piece of this though, is the fact that they've done nothing and that they seem comfortable with with Yash there now and did not seem comfortable with him in the playoff game last year and nothing football-wise has transpired in the interim. They have not seen him play meaningful reps in the interim. What it could suggest is they think David Bakhtiari is going to be back sooner than later, early in the season. Because if not, if if the thought is, okay, maybe he could play week five, week six, more likely week seven, week eight, that's half the season. You should probably get a veteran. You should probably be playing Elton Jenkins on the left side. You should probably be giving Zach Tom and, and Royce Newman more opportunities to compete at right tackle. So if we're reading the tea leaves... I think there is certainly a straight pathway to David Bakhtiari being ready sooner than later. That leads to an interesting question then. When everyone is healthy, who is your best five? And I, th- I have landed currently at the moment. 
I have landed on David Bakhtiari, Zach Tom, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., Alton Jenkins. And the reason that I think I like Zach Tom at left guard is I think he has a chance to be a better pass protector than John Runyon. Usually you put your better pass protector on the left side because uh, it's a it's the technically the blind side. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it's, the, it's a guard position, so it's not a blind side really. But that's traditionally where you put your better pass protector. And I, I think the, the guy you want to take off the field is the guy that got benched, literally benched, last year. So I think that's your best five. But you could you could flip the guards and I'd be fine with it. And I think we're going to see those guys sooner than later. Before we finish up, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. I just bought some yesterday. Bought some more. I need to always have them in the house because they are an invaluable resource in my life. And the Built Puffs, I bought two boxes of Built Puffs. I brought the the brownie batter puffs and the cookie dough puffs because they are they are better than any candy bar you can get. And so much infinitely better for you. The cookie dough puff, for example, 160 calories with 15 grams of protein. That is unheard of. And the taste is off the charts. They don't make protein bars that taste this good anywhere else. Built is the only company that does it. They're the only company that I know of anyway that has protein-infused marshmallow. I mean, are you serious? They're the easiest to eat. And they're the ones that I want to eat. I find myself when I run out, which I've been out for about a week, I crave them because I'm like, uh, I need the thing. I need something delicious that I can feel good about eating. That is such a hard thing to find, especially for someone who, you know, might use it as a meal replacement every once in a while because I have a little kid that I'm trying to chase after and, and a busy schedule that I'm trying to work around. I need the protein and the delicious. If for no other reason, then it's cathartic to have something delicious. But I want to fuel my body too, and that's what Built helps me do. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. I used it. I used the promo code yesterday. You can use it too. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Now go make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and unique angles to give you the mo- the moves the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Practice with the Saints. Apparently, there have been conversations about not getting in fights. This is part of the issue. Remember a couple of years ago, Jay Sternberger and on a dirty hit from, from Lonnie Johnson, uh, missed like six, eight weeks. Totally set his rookie development back because of a hit he took in joint practices because guys are trying to show out. They're trying to make the team. These are hyper-competitive. But it's an opponent, not your team. So hopefully, you know, injuries, that's the number one thing. Everyone come out of these practices healthy. Not That's not something you can control. This might be the only chance we get to see the ones. Now, Matt LaFleur pushed back on that a little bit. I think there's a real chance we actually see Aaron Rodgers for a, a quarter or even a half in the third preseason game. Aaron Rodgers has said, I don't think I need to play, but if I'm going to play, let me play. And I think that's interesting too. I, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers get some live game reps with Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. I mean, he's he's got the, the rapport with Lazard and, and Cobb. It would be nice to get some real game reps with the rookies. That's what this week is for. Now he's going to get them with Dobbs. Probably not going to get them with Christian Watson. 
probably not going to get them with Elton Jenkins. And so it's not going to be the ideal setup, but you want to see this offense against what is a really good defense because we've seen against the Packers defense that's really good, but you sort of know what's coming in those cases. You get used to seeing those guys. So let's see Rashawn Gary against the rookie Trevor Penning. Go eat that dude's soul. Let's see Chris Olave against Eric Stokes. Let's see Michael Thomas against Jair Alexander. Let's see if this defense is really as good as we think it can be. I think that's an important piece of all of this. These competitive periods are, are really important for your football team when it's ones versus ones. Because you get limited opportunities to do that in training camp. Just from a body standpoint, just a numbers standpoint, it's hard to do. In these joint practices, I think you're going to find more competitive periods and more chances where it's good versus good. And I think that's why teams are doing this. That's why teams have moved toward these kinds of joint practices, these competitive practices, because it's more opportunity for good versus good. And the competitive spirit is just higher. Your intensity is higher. And so it tests you a little bit more and, and it heightens you a little bit more and it allows for better um, opportunities for improvement. And that's the thing that ultimately practice is for. So, um, I, you know, the health, number one. But number two, these ones versus ones, this offense in particular needs these reps with Aaron Rodgers and these receivers. And I want to see for real how good this defense is, how good this secondary can be. I think it has a chance to be awesome. Um, you know, Jameis Winston's injury it, it, it hinders that a little bit because he's going to be the starter. But Andy Dalton is an NFL quarterback. So it's not like they'll get no look. So this is a really exciting time. I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to dig into it. We're going to have Ross Jackson on from, from Locked on Saints, who's going to be there for, for all of it from the Saints perspective. And, and I think it's great to get his, it's like a game. Only we get to do it sort of after. He gets to see the guys and then go, hey, you know who stood out to me? Hey, I didn't know that this guy did that. You know, all that kind of stuff. I think he'll, his insight will be really useful. And then it's Packers Saints this weekend. It's going to be a fun time. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit me up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.